Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we're back, day two of the US Open, and it was the day of the comebacks. Four players came from two sets to love down to win in five. Most notably, Andy Murray, who goes through against Nishioka. Hi, I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudler. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Larson. I'm Peter Toretko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. So, day two, we've had some amazing matches, and uh, I was just blown away. Let's get straight on to the first match, which everybody is talking about. And Andy Murray comes back from two sets to love down to beat Nishioka. I mean... Well, I didn't have to second guess where you was going to start today. I feel like it was um, written, in the, written in the stars for this episode. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, like you say, Andy Murray, I'm one of the people who didn't really give him much chance at two sets down. I was watching the game. He just looked a bit slow. He was struggling to get into the match. Then when he did, boy, did he, because he was just really impressive. And I was so uh, encouraged by his um, mental strength and basically his his whole physicality and perseverance and staying staying in the sets where he wasn't necessarily playing his best tennis. But it was just staying in it and just being active. And that's the most important thing you can do. And then when the chance came, he took them and then yeah. managed to force a, f- a fifth set. And then some of the best tennis I've seen him play in a while. It was quite inc- It was just uh, one of those inspirational performances. Yeah. And you had a lot of, t- they said that obviously they're all in this bubble and there's people who are staying in the suites or all the seeded players. They were all there watching this match as well. Like, just because Andy Murray was coming back and they could see it happening. As soon as yeah. he got that first set, it, was, it wasn't even just the first set. It was just as soon as he, in the third set, he broke back to make it 3-3. And then there was the first signs of life. Suddenly you were thinking, oh, they got, do we dare to actually think, can Murray do this? converts we never really thought it was possible did we we just thought <laughs> in the back of our minds it'd be brilliant to see a murray comeback here but we know how like solid nishioka is so good. he's like a, a very good player and he was very commanding in the first two sets but he did it, it. it <laughs> experience that. came through how did he squeeze that third set and that just goes to show nishioka was still the favorite going into that fourth set and 
he held all of his service games in the fourth set and yeah. Murray had to save five break points, a match point being one of those things, and still took the tie break 7-4. Then to well, I want to the touch on some of the tennis Andy Murray played facing break points. It was just such a brave performance. Some of the like really good, positive tennis. Sometimes people can go within themselves when they're facing break points. We're not Andy Murray. He really played his A game and just brought out the best tennis when he needed to. Oh, it was something uh, to behold, wasn't it? Like just to see him hitting through the ball more, hit trying to really go. And you saw he was starting to really go for it in the yeah. last three sets. It wasn't. It was so passive in the first two. Sets. It was like that old Murray that we just didn't like watching. Percentage down the middle, too much slice. Just and he's waiting to be finished. But Nishioka was finishing him off in a lot of rallies, and that he's got one of the craziest forehands in the world Nishioka it's the weirdest grip it must be so far around he's literally whipping over <laughs> the ball so much it's just curling round corners it's really crazy but such a great player we love Nishioka I knew that yeah. was going to be an epic match and it didn't disappoint really no. but yeah in that like even he went he was broken to make it a 3-2 in that uh, wasn't it in the fifth set as well yeah, he yeah. To, and he broke straight back again and yeah. then he just went on to just win that final set. And it just, uh, it just crazy to think that those injuries that he had and to think of him going to five sets in the first match of the U S open and lasting it and actually taking out someone who's really good on hardcore that just bodes well for him. I think that's my big fear though. Going to five sets early on for Andy Murray. Is he going to mm. now be a bit fatigued going into the next round? Is this going to have a long lasting effect on the tournament? Um, granted, no one's really expecting him to win it, but it would still be nice to see him ha- give it his best chance and shot. Like, it's not ideal having to play five sets in your first round, no. especially coming back from the injury Andy Murray has. So that's okay. the only thing that worries me a little bit. But then he's set up now for a sec for a second round tie with, yeah. Do you know Felix Ozier, Alicia? I'm going to get the name right. Aliciame, or is it? Yeah, just Aliasim. Felix Oja Aliasim. That's it. I've got, I get yeah. it right. I keep on saying Aliasami. It's not right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a. I mean, I don't know if I had that one sort of the next match to flow into. Hmm. He was playing against somebody who you probably expect him to beat, but someone who other people might not know as much about, which was uh, Tiago Montero, who we know yeah. very well from the clay courts. Yeah. and on the challenges and he is very good player and yeah. Felix I think went into this one thinking he was going to walk through him and he was very much surprised yeah and this was a lot closer than the score suggested I think I think it was a very close match yeah I didn't get to see much of it but looking at the score and the way it went it was it yeah. seemed very close and Montero we know what he's like he's a fighter on the court oh uh clay court yeah. player so he, he loves the long rallies Phoenix was, likes to get rallies done over quickly, doesn't he? Usually he's got a big serve, a lot of powerful ground strokes. But it seemed like he had he, he met his match today in Montero. And um, granted, Felix, you expect him, he's got a bit too much, doesn't he, for, for Montero, for sure. But he gave a good match. But it's just not really filled me with a lot of confidence with Felix. Like, I feel like maybe, no. can Andy Murray do it? I, I think, wouldn't put it past him. No, exactly. I mean, just to see... The way that he was on court was the there was a lot of negative, uh, just the 
persona i think coming from yeah, body language Felix. yeah body language that's the word and uh he was just noticeably disgruntled complaining mm. throughout the whole match about line calls and it's just not something you'd want to see that surprises sound. me though because felix isn't really like that usually he's quite um, a, a shy type kid isn't he he's just very reserved concentrated in his on his game and and um doesn't really yeah. get distracted too much by what's going on around him no and you you see how lucky he sort of was Montero uh, in that fourth set was 6-5 set point uh, mm. to take it into a fifth. And he missed a smash on top of the net, which just went a, a couple of inches wide. And Felix managed to just grab the rest of the, the next few points to win the tiebreak, to win the match. So that was yeah. how close he was really to just go into a fifth and decider. And you don't know what could have happened then. So, I'm just excited for the next round. It's the new breed versus the old breed. It's like the up-and-coming player versus the player who's won it all. And um, it's going to be exciting to see how that sort of turns out. I'll be cheering on Andy Murray, but yeah. I think Felix probably will edge it. But we'll see. Hopefully, if Andy Murray can play like he has done the last few weeks, it's quite encouraging. Yeah. At least we'll see a good match, I feel. And I think, well... Felix has the potential to, I don't know, let the occasion get to him sometimes a little bit. And I think yeah. maybe that was why he was reacting the way he was in that first round match. He's There's so much pressure on his shoulders. And I think he mm. even expects a lot of himself. And when it's not going his way, I think that's the type of th- thing that Murray will take an advantage of, like ev- of any weakness. That if he shows that on a court against someone as experienced as Andy Murray, Murray's going to like take control, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. You just don't know. He's obviously got the athletic ability, like which is, and he's much younger than Andy Murray. So, and the power. So, yeah, that's a really interesting one for the second round. Anyway, looking forward yeah. to that. But well, 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 let's get through some of the other matches because yeah. last podcast we struggled to. We started off with so much detail, and as we was going through, we were just trying to get through them. So, where do you well, want to go to next? Yeah, I'm a lot of matches. Next one, I've got probably one of our favourites. So, I just wanted to touch on this one. His first ever Grand Slam, his first ever Grand Slam match. And yeah. what an epic match. It was <laughs> Emil Rusevori defeated Arjas Badeni. It's one he's going to remember for the rest of his career. You always remember your first slam and what a way to go to a five sets against an experienced player who's played a few slams before and win it in five sets. And yeah. I know it was, you can't say it's comfortable because it's five sets, but it's the Badeni. sets he did win, he was playing some really good tennis and he won it. He did re- win them relatively comfortable. If I'm not mistaken, I think he won the last set, like 6-1, was he not? Yeah, the both the two of his sets he won were both 6-1. I thought something oh, quite yeah. interesting, which I don't know if this is actually a thing, but I was uh, thinking about last night when uh, after watching the game, was potentially... He doesn't play five-set match. This is his first five-set match at big tournament. So would it be, I don't know, it might just be a coincidence. He won the first set and came out firing all guns blazing. Is it possible he could have taken some rest when he lost the second set? And then he came back, won 6-1 again. Then he lost the fourth set, 4-6. And then he came back and he won. It's almost as if like there was a little break in between each one. And because he dominated the next set each time, so convincing. I don't know. It was just something bizarre that that would be a very clever way to deal with your first, if you're not used to playing five sets. But 
Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think it's that clever because I'd you can never do not. that in a grand slam. <laughs> no, you can't I can't afford to give any set. Like you see, Rafael Nadal, I feel like his mentality is the is the way to follow. Yeah, he, for sure. He, he goes for every single point and tries to win it like it's a break point. I and don't doubt way, it. Either. That's the way it should be. I feel it might just even be if the... he's love forty, da- if he's like love forty down, he's still playing that the same way if he's forty love up. I'm thinking it might think just be the, the right levels. The levels in a five-set match in a Grand Slam. You see the players' it, energy it levels. It could have been they... tactics, though, and in a way where he was, he's putting his intensity into certain uh, sets a bit more than others because he knows he's going to struggle during the duration. So he's just sort of doing it in spells. Possible. And I don't think that's a great um, thing to be getting into. And hopefully for the next one, he gets it done in three. Yeah, but he was just a... Well, a breath of fresh air, isn't he, on the, on the court? And such flat hitting, hard hitting. I mean, there was no commentary on this match, but all you got to hear was the ball being slapped back and forth by both of them. And it sounded like the hardest shots being hit back and forth and really high-quality yeah. tennis. Well, we've spoken to a few people on the podcast who played Rusevori. I forget who it was. It might be Henry Laxonen, was it, one of them? Uh, I think uh, it was McCund as well. Yeah, McCund. Yeah. There's a few of them who said they played him, and they were saying that you know you're in a game when you're playing him. You feel the extra bit of uh, zip on the ball, yeah. and it, it feels, it's got a bit of a big match feel to it. And for He's... someone of that, that young, who's not actually that high in the rankings, well, granted, he's top 100 now, but... He's not up there with, the, say, top 20, but he's got that top 20 hitting ability, and that just bodes well for the future for him. Yeah, for sure. And then you saw he's got that big match mentality already. He's up mixing it with the big boys in Cincinnati. Yeah. He went to three with Berrettini. And now yeah. we're going to see a very interesting match in the next round because he's going to be up against Casper Ruud in the yeah, second Yeah, and that was, a, that was an incredible match. Casper Ruud versus McDonald. It yeah. lived up to the bill. It was a five-setter. It was 2-0 down. Yep. And he come back and won that 3-2. Yeah. There's a few exactly. of them we're going to get through today. but Exactly. Yeah. I love Kasparud. I was looking at a graphic. I'll see if I can find it and put it up on the screen. And it was uh, Kasparud's, um, the amount of spin he generates on his forehand and backhand. And on the graph, you can see, compared to all the other players on the tour, he's got the highest, uh, like he's got the best balance between the two. I think you've got uh, Rafael Nadal up there. Obviously, his forehands <laughs> yes. kind of rips it. And then you've oh. got other people on their back. I forget who they all are. I'll, I'll put the graphic up. It's easy to, like, to visualize it. But I was really impressed. And it just shows his ability, his natural ability on striking the ball is one of the best on the tour. If not, you could argue the best. He's still fair, young. At the graph. Still he's young. still young. He's still learning. He's a really good player. Uh, well, you know, he's been one of my favourite players for a while, to be fair. That he's very sense. versatile as well. He's someone who can play on a lot of different surfaces. We've not really seen him on grass, but I think he, it'll be exciting to see him at a Wimbledon yeah. uh, soon, for sure. We know how good he is on clay. Predominantly, he's a clay court player, but we can see now that he can do both. Yes, definitely. Uh, I think that's a really interesting matchup for the second round now. Bruce Avori, Brood. For the second round. Yeah, I'm really torn. The, the Roos and the Roos. The two Roos. <laughs> the Roos and the Roos. Which one do you want to go for? Our double U's. <laughs> that's just going to be a really exciting match. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch it, but I'm not. I'm going to be neutral on it. I'm going right. to sit on the fence completely. I can't Wise. pick either of them. Wise. We'll just enjoy the tennis. But yeah, yeah. It, this the winner of this could face Berrettini in the third round, and then potentially... Andre Rublev in the fourth round, if that was the person who got there. So there could be some really amazing matchups coming for one of these two yeah. players. Well, looking at them two now, Berrettini and Rublev, they were really quite comfortable in their first uh, yeah, round so matches. Comfortable. 
it was always, it was always in control. I yeah. know uh, Rublev had a very tricky match against Shardy. We know how good he is, but he just dispatched him easily. Yeah, it was not like... really much to, to report on that match. It was very comfortable for him. No, yeah, I think it's uh, safe to say he just literally breezed past him, and yeah. it's pretty crazy, really, considering Shardy has been somebody last year was pretty decent on hard, and he's obviously not come back to the same form again. Yeah. But... What can you do? Uh, yeah, another Move. one. Well, go on. Oh, go on. What was you going to say? No, no. I, I, you go. You go. You go down the draw. You'll probably. Yeah, I was going to move on to the next part of the draw, and you've got this is an exciting pit piece as well, and I feel like it's quite fitting to talk about him after talking about Rusevore. So another person in his first slam, JJ Wolf. Yeah. Managed to dispatch Guido Pella, the 29th seed. Convincing. I watched and, it. Um, yeah. Crazy, isn't it, really? You got the wild card. And that's what I'm saying. These people, sometimes they deserve a wild card because you know their, their ability is there. And this is what I'm saying with the French Open coming up. Give, give Alcaraz one. Hopefully he can get through through qualification, like just get through anyway. But yeah, yeah. Be brilliant. if he doesn't, just give him a wild card because he deserves to be there. Same with Lorenzo Massetti because these type of people, I really fancy them to beat some of these big names. Yeah, so they've got all sure. the ability and they just need the chance. And it's no one will be disappointed. It will draw... I know there's going to be fans in the stadium and they're going to want to see the best tennis as well. So, but again, I don't want to go off topic too much. JJ War, impressive three, one win over. Very, very good. Yeah. Go on. Want to talk about that one? No, I'm just going to say just looked, I thought Pella was going to maybe stage a comeback. He bageled him in the second set. And then you just thought, Oh no, is this like sort of the end for JJ? But he had that strong mullet power and he uh, pulled it through in the uh, final two sets. Just look, he looked very commanding. He didn't look like he was in trouble at all during yeah. the last two sets or anything. And I was yeah. pretty surprised. I thought Pella, he's one of the seeds as well. Another one goes, uh, goes out in the first round there. Yeah. But like you said, Wolf just looked so calm. It didn't look like it was his first slam, did it? No, he didn't. Yeah, it looked he... like he's been there, done that a few times. But then also in that quarter, the most probably one of the most exciting ones for me is, well, there's two really. It's Dimitrov, oh, Dimitrov. who managed to beat Paul, got revenge on Paul. Obviously, we know in the Australian Open. Oh, that was... uh, Tommy Paul managed to beat him there. It was crazy, this match. I was watching that one as well. That one was on quite late. Yeah, Dimitrov is that was a different Dimitrov you're watching. He was playing some incredible tennis, and it was yeah. from the start. I remember you said you were telling me, yeah, came out literally from the came out the blocks and literally fired Paul off the court. He was and his volleying was so good as well. He was attacking the net on some not so good shots, and Paul was hitting some amazing passing shots. And the touch at the net he had, one of them, mm. he volleyed it and. It was, it sort of rolled, it went perfectly the angle across the net, but then just rolled on the net at the last bit and dropped down and touched the line. I was just thought, that is... He's got a really good feel for tennis, hasn't he, Dimitrov? Yeah. He's one of the best feelers of the game. Um, it just seems well. so natural to him, doesn't it? He's got a, a really exciting player to watch. For the neutral, if you're not really into tennis and you want to watch, start watching it, watch Dimitrov because you'll never be disappointed. He always has a good game. Granted, he's... Often you can see him, you can be a bit disappointed with some of the big points he plays. He plays big points sometimes often a bit weird and he goes out against people you wouldn't expect him to, but he got his revenge on Tommy Paul yeah. and now he's In through style. and he's facing Fuchs of it to beat Delhi and relatively easily. Yeah, very easy. Not really much to report on that. <laughs> no, it's exactly it. the same score. Uh, well, pretty much 6-3, well, 6-3, 6-3, 6-1. He had 6-4, 6-3, 6-1. So they're both going to be well-rested, it seems, for that next yeah. match. 
which is another one you can't really call because it depends if Fuksovic turns up. However, yeah. you'd fancy Dimitrov, and like yeah. you say, it could be a bit of a dark horse for the tournament yeah, because after like that, that, he's got another match in the... Well, I don't want to go too far ahead of it. But if he's able to get through the second round, either Dimitrov or Fuksovic, you'd fancy them to get through the third round yeah. facing either TFO or Milman. I know yeah. Milman's a really good player, but you, I don't know. I just feel like the other two, have a, they edge it slightly. Yeah, and, um, sure. well, the TFO match, uh, Seppi took the first set, and then TFO come fighting back and won that one. It, wasn't too, well. it was quite convincing in the world, played quite well. And then Milman kind of walked it against Bashvili. Yeah, Bashvili didn't think... really stand a chance. He's not really, it's not he's back, a bit hit yeah. and miss, isn't he? He's not, not back mentally, is he? No, I don't think he is. I still think, I'm still seeing signs that he's not really there on court. And hopefully he can get back to his best at some point soon, but maybe it's too much too soon for him. Yeah. Uh, another one I was watching, guy we've had on the podcast as well, Chris mm-hmm. O'Connell. He yeah. uh, went through, uh, lost the first set, but yeah, he started to turn it round and well done, Chris. Managed to make it through there. I know we spoke to him. Well, when we did speak to him, he was saying he would love the opportunity to play in the US Open. He got yeah. his opportunity and he's uh, now he's, he's taking it, isn't he? <laughs> now he's facing Medvedev <laughs> in the <laughs> next round. So w- watch what you wish for. So, <laughs> so oh, yeah, gosh. Medvedev, another one of those ones, just literally just bruised through it was just a little bit too it just sauntered past Del Bonis. I don't think there's even any point in these type of matchups for him yeah uh the one and we get on to the next match that I actually want to actually talk about because the score doesn't tell the story and it's my guy Roberto Batista Agut makes it through against Tennis Sangren and I was a little bit worried because I know Sangren is a big uh, Grand Slam player but this match was not what it, uh, what it reads. 6 4, no, 6 no, 4, 7 sure. 6. I was watching it too. Yeah, Batista Agut saves 18 break points out of 20 in this match. And watching it, every time he was having a service game, he would go like 15 40 down. I was thinking, oh no, not now. He, he's got one of these, the craziest games. Like you were saying, you really admire the way he plays. He literally just if the technique is perfect to nearly every shot and he'll just push it's it very back. consistent one of the, the probably the most consistent player on tour and there's a reason why Djokovic does not want to play him over anyone else yeah I think Djokovic would rather play Federer and Nadal over a good at the moment he, because he, he just he's injects. just a pest yeah and he keeps you see just he will just keep that rally go- Sangram was just thinking like oh I'm just going to keep in the rally and then suddenly one shot just suddenly ups it about 20 miles an hour into a corner and then the points won and he kept doing it and he's kept tactically saving. perfect and got <laughs> yeah it was he's it got was, his he's got his game in a really good place at the moment and um I'm I'm kind of a bit jealous mate that you picked him for your pick and <laughs> see him doing something special in this tournament yeah, well, I was uh, I was very I was very impressed by him, and uh, I think that now looking forward to him playing the next match could be quite a good one against Kikmanovic, who came through in five against uh, Gianluca Mega. Yeah, which uh, that was I was didn't expect it to go to five. To be honest, I thought Kikmanovic would have uh, sealed that a bit sooner. I don't know. We know how good Major is, and we've seen him. I'm pretty sure on the Challenger Tour, where he won. I think it was in 2019. Well, he won the more challenges than any other player. Didn't he beat a team? Didn't he? In yeah, one? he beat team. Yeah. yeah. 
And um, we know player. he's won a lot of he won a lot of events. This guy, and he's yeah. um, a, a winner. He's got a very winning mentality because he plays he plays a lot of tennis and he wins it all very often. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You'd expect Kesmanovic to do to have won it more comfortably, but he brought it back. I think Kesmanovic was two 0 up. And, yeah, he, uh, he brought it back to two all, and then that third set, he was kind of going in it as the favourite, really, with the momentum. And I've High seen break. so many other results. We was expecting maybe can Major do what um, all, a lot of other players have done and come back from two sets down and win it in the end, but wasn't to be. Kazmanovic just had a bit too much and yep. sets up a good second round tie. Got Kazmanovic, I think a gut will be all right with that. To be fair. Hope so. <laughs> um, but, but I'll tell you what it is leading up to. It's leading up to a massive third round. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Because Pospisil, he beat Kyle Schleiber very easy. easy. Yeah. Raonic beat Meyer easily. All Canadian affair there in the so next we've got round. Canadian second round. You'd fancy Raonic to win in the form he's in, playing some you of the would. best tennis of career. But never but Pospisil. Yeah, he, he was playing some really good tennis since he's come back from his injury. And we've seen how well he was playing at the start of 2020 before the lockdown. But you'd fancy Raonic, and that would potentially set up a Raonic, a good third round. Yep. That would be very, Two of the very... best players in... Um, I don't like that for uh, my... Cincinnati. <laughs> for my selections. <laughs> but still, a good can uh, mix it with the best of anyone on this day. So yeah, I, yeah. I still would be confident, quietly confident. But Raonic is a monster on the court. So, yeah. yeah. Nick, down to your boy there. Yeah, uh, wait, before we go on to oh, him, someone we skipped past, who I just want to quickly talk about, and that's okay. Luciano Lopez. Oh, he most... lost that match. He was favourite to win it. But for me, yes. like, obviously, he's played more, like he was about to say, he's played more slams than any other player. He's just expecting a bit more passion and a bit more desire from him. I was watching the match. He just looked like he was defeated. And he hit 75 unforced errors in that match, mm. which is just ridiculous, really. He should not be hitting that amount of unforced errors. And a lot of the time, it's like he didn't really care. He's one of these guys, he's got enough money, he's been there before. I, don't, I didn't see much passion from him. I think it was a bit of a disappointing performance. I feel like he, at times he was hitting some really good serves. We know how good his serves can be. But then other times he's hitting up double, uh, a lot of double thoughts because he's just overdoing his second serve because it's like he was just trying to get the game over, the match over with. Yeah. And I just felt it was a bit... I didn't really like his attitude really on court. And we've seen it a few times with Feliciano Lopez. He sort of sort of gives off a, like, quite a bit of an air of arrogance, I feel. And uh, for me, personally, uh, that was very evident in this match. Well, uh, I, out of those two, I still would fancy JJ Wolf to beat either of them. So that's who they're facing in the next round. Kabai's Bainer through this all Spanish yeah. affair, won by him. Yeah. So, anyway, get on to the, the minor. Yeah. So the minor, the minor. He had a good demeanor on court <laughs> and dispatched Andrej or Andre. Martin, pretty easily to be honest. I watched some of this match uh, up until the second set and just thought, yeah, he's, he's going to take this in three. Didn't see. He wasn't mounting much offense, uh, Martin, no. to be honest. And yeah. Menor just, it was, he didn't look like he was at full pace or 100% really. He wasn't even, he was just winning. Mm, yeah. Pretty easy one for him. So yeah. he's going to face next Richard Gasquet, who took out Karlovic straight set. So I was impressed by that. Yeah. Two tie breaks as well. Yeah, well, Karlovic's <laughs> game plan went to play. Basically, he was trying to get to the tie breaks. That's his game plan. Yeah, uh, just wasn't able to do much on it. And we know how Gasquet was playing in the UTS. Gage, Good player, man. tricky player. Both very experienced players on tour. Arguably, two of the most experienced in the tournament. But 
Gasquet now, come out on top there. So I don't know. It's going to set up a good tie. Dimonor Gasquet. I don't think that's an easy one. No, that's a great. That's a great match. I think there's some really amazing second round matches. And yeah. just to, so if we touch on one I did watch as well. I know you probably watched. Uh, we touch on this one first, which was we had Yannick Sinner, mm. who unfortunately was not a winner in this match against Karen Hatchinov. And Hatchinov, as I was saying, it's a bit of a slow starter in Grand Slams. He doesn't really get going. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't think you can blame him for that this time. I think Sinner just come out really good. And it, the, it wasn't the case of Hatchinov wasn't doing too much wrong, really. Sinner was just hitting winners at the crucial, at the crucial point. Yeah, I, I think he was you're taking right. break break point opportunities when he needed to, and he was just very clinical. That's the way you could describe him, clinical. But then Hatchinov was growing into the match, and I think he was just a bit too much for Sinner in the end. Power, I think, in the end. The yeah. serve, his serving was really going well in well, the last three sets, and he was really, he, I think he was really starting to work out Sinner's game a bit more, uh, and mm. he was placing the ball a lot better into the corners. Uh, that's what I saw, especially in those third and fourth. And then Sinek rallied in the fifth, but wasn't quite enough. Yeah, and he'll be playing Kuznetsov next. Yeah. It was shock, really, beating Sam Query. Did yeah. not see that really happening. Query. Kuznetsov's had a long time. I think he's been injured, he's come back. He's not really reached the level he's been at, but it's a bit of a shock, and he's coming back. And we're going to get onto another situation very similar to that on the women's tour, but oh, we'll talk that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of <laughs> matches with t- countrymen playing each other, which is pretty crazy. And we could, if we see Dan Evans go through and Murray go through, we could have an all English third round coming up. But Dan Evans, he went through pretty comfortably against Sabo Wild. We know Sabo yeah. Wild's clay court. He's very good on the clay, not so yeah, yeah. on the hard court. He went through straight sets and uh, Moutet, that was very impressive performance to take out Vesely in straight sets as well. Yeah, and then moving down slightly, could look two sets up and Silly yeah. come back and won that. Brilliant yeah, performance Dennis. from him. Yeah, we had Dennis on the podcast, obviously, and we, I was I was really shocked. I saw him two sets up. I was like, whoa, this is really impressive. I thought I thought we we're going to see something incredible from uh, Dennis, maybe take him out in three, but US Open champion, Maran Cilic, he's uh, not one to... He'd put more respect on that guy's name. A lot of people forget about him, but he's been there, done that. Uh, Really good player and was able to just have uh, have enough to beat Kudla. And then Gombos beat Albot comfortably. I've spoken with Albot on the podcast before. (laughs) Yeah, let's not... uh... I think he's kind of finished, to be fair. I'm not sure why he's so highly ranked. Oh, I know why he is, because he's won (laughs) enough points, but they're slowly going to go down, for sure. There's a lot of younger players high, higher rank than him who deserve more hungry a lot yeah. more hunger of players uh Nagal, really impressive against bradley Klam, won that yep. comfortably and then finally dominic team wasn't really that impressed by him nah. first set didn't look very good wasn't the dominic team i know to, it went to a tie break you look very commanding the tie break and then munar come back and almost took that but yeah. i don't know team maybe he's just warming up obviously he's had confidence knocked a bit by Kranovic in cincinnati yeah. But you'd fancy Dominic team to have enough anyway in that match, um, which he did. Won it 2-0. Munar retired. Yeah. Yeah, and that rounds up the men's action for yeah. the round one. So let's go move on to the women's and we can have a quick look at some of those results from the women's side. 
which uh, on day two, some, well, start at the top, easy win, Madison Keys just uh, cruised through there against uh, Babos. Yeah. 6 1 6 1. We, yeah, we had a bit, that was a big shock for me. Bolsova knocking out tight. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Uh, he was a massive underdog as well. Really yeah. big, like four to one, I believe, on the bookies. So that was a bit a big shock. Tykeman going out. Uh, the Tig. Do you see the Tig? The, the tig? tig smashed it, mate. Six one six love. She got it done in super quick time. She now faces Donna Vekic next round. Yeah, with Nara though, she's not played for a bit. I think yeah. um, when I was looking at the head to head matchup between them, they've not. She's not played since February or March, so. Oh, Tig okay. was a bit Fair more in, a bit more match fitness, but even still, it was impressive by Tig because he's not been playing very well. I think the last four matches she played before this, she lost them all in straight sets. So, <laughs> but the Tig's capable of that. We know what she's she's an experienced player on tour. Yeah, um, I'll see how she gets on. She's got Donna Vekic next. Yeah, that could be a bridge too far, but we'll see. I think and, you um, wanted to speak about the person who's be- below. Was this yeah. uh, playing Samson over? Yeah, I think this is an amazing story. I really want to talk a lot about Kieran Kova because for me, she is um, someone, a very inspirational lady, really. She's not played now for several years, a long time. A lot of people thought she'd retired. Um, I think it last time she played was 2017 or something. It's been a while. And um, she's back on the tour now. She's had had a child. Um her career looked like it was over, really. She did, she's getting on now. I think she's 33. She's come back, not played tennis for this amount of time, and was able to beat Samsonova, who we know is a really good player. He's won a lot of her previous matches. But, yeah, it's just a really good story. And I think it just shows that whatever happens in your life, if you've got that inside you, we've seen it with Andy Murray as well, you've got that winning, fighting desire inside you. You, play, you, can, you, can, you can achieve anything, really. And uh, she certainly had a lot of that match with some really good tennis. Yeah. Um, I was trying to, I couldn't really watch the match live, but I saw some of the highlights and she just looked really commanding and looking at the scoreline as well. It was a very comfortable win at the end. It wasn't like yeah. a smash and grab. It was um, very comfortable. Yeah. And she just... kind of outplayed her. So I'm really excited now to see how she gets on in the next round. Yeah. She's not going to be an easy girl. one. She's playing, <laughs> she's playing our favourite who we fancy for the tournament. Muguruza. Muguruza. She actually started quite slow in that match. She was down a break yeah. against Adina, but managed that? to come back. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, yeah. yeah. she come back and won that relatively comfortable in the end. It looked like she was in that match, uh, because that was the only match that was being played in the, a start yesterday, because of all the rain delay, there was only one match being played, and that was that one. So I was watching that. She, yeah, 4-1 down in the first set. Then she wins five games in a row. It's almost as if she hadn't played tennis in so long. She was just getting used to the courts or she was just getting used to her opponent. And mm. she, yeah, she made an adjustment where she started stepping into the court a bit more and just taking yeah. things early. And then it game over after that, I think. She was too powerful. So well done yeah. to her. That's a good, exciting next round match. Yeah, and looking at the next quarter, I don't know. This is probably one of the one of the best quarters, in my opinion. You've got Sakari, yeah. who went through relatively comfortably, and Bernardo Pera, who you know I really rate her. Yes. Um, she played Serena not too long ago, and I think I don't, know, I don't think she won that match, but she was very close and could have won it. And um, Bernardo Pera is just someone you never rule out. Really good, strong player. 
especially playing in America as well. That's probably this is our ideal Grand Slam. Yeah. You fancy a hit more here than anywhere else, and um, I think that's going to be a tough game for Sakari. Not yeah, sure he's going to win it, to be fair. But then moving down, you've even got some. You've got Anise Mova. Yeah, she's an all-American affair in the next round now against Scott, who they both went through in straight sets. So, yeah, and I'm going to be honest here. I have nothing. I don't have a clue who Scott is. I've never seen Scott before. <laughs> I know she's a wild card. Uh, she won quite comfortably 2-0. But, yeah, fair play. I'll have to watch a bit right. of her. Because do you want to know, know who she is? Do you want to know what her singles ranking is? Yeah. 637 in the world. Oh. <laughs> so, well, well done for going through the first round. Probably the highest ranked player left in it, I'm assuming. <laughs> I would have thought so, yeah. She just, uh, well, and she knocked out number 131 in the world. So, well, well done yeah. to her. What a great, and up against 22nd seed in the next round. So, that's going to be really tough. But you never know in the women's game. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Well, we, we mentioned Serena Williams. Um, and she, yeah. whoa, she, she, she had a bit of a scare set. the second set, to be mm. fair. Yeah, a little bit. She was but... down a break. Wasn't sure if it was going to go to three, but Serena come through. I don't think. think uh, any worries there, really? Yeah, I think uh, even Serena not firing as well as what she has been is still a bit too much for for Anne. Look um, who we've look who we've got in uh in the next round in round two. We've got the Azarenka versus Sabalenka affair, <laughs> which is the both country women playing each other, which is again. Yeah, it's just crazy, isn't it? How many they trying to just eliminate all of these countries out? I think just by <laughs> pairing them all up against each other. Obviously, the American... I think it's good though because if you're from that country, at least you've got one prospect yeah. going through. Well, so for, for for us, we've good chance of hopefully either Evans or Murray. But then well, saying that, they're not playing Norrie. each other next, are they? Evans, Edmund, Norrie, and Murray. Yeah, they're all in it's it. All in, mate. We've got them all in the next round, which is. Oh, amazing. we're missing one of the Brits on the women's side, but we'll get on to that in a minute. Yeah, we will. Azarenka um, was dominant, though, and that's what I like to see from my girl. Moving through into the next round. Come on, Victoria. Yeah, and then another one, Iga Swiatek. Someone I want to talk about, the young Polish girl. Yes. Really good player. Um, She's a great result there. Is a, yeah, that's a tricky match as well. Obviously, playing against the seeded uh, Kuda Matova. Yeah, um, but Swiatek had enough. Quite a powerful um, tactician, tactical player, to be fair. I don't know if that's a word, but <laughs> she, her tactics always seem spot on, and a lot of it is sort of her coaching. I remember watching one of her matches previously, and um, the coach was talking to her during the match, and he's very calm and influenced, and uh, he was able to get the best out of us all because I was listening to what he was saying, and exactly what he was saying, she implemented it into the next set. And she creamed it, creamed the opposition six one. So what you want to see? Yeah, I feel like they've got a good. There's a lot of chemistry in her camp, and um, good player, young player, and uh, it's not no easy game for the next one. It's got Sasha Vickery, so yeah, who was who surprisingly beat Taylor, Taylor Townsend? Wouldn't I don't know. I thought Taylor Townsend maybe had enough, but Vickery is a good player. Yeah, I mean, let's uh, skip down a few of these so we can get to a bit more of the. Uh... The meteor affairs down there. We had Venus Williams went out against Muchova. Probably saw yeah. that coming, really. Callan yeah. Sky went through against uh, Stojanovic or Stojanovic. Yeah. Uh, Christia through against Mikhail. And we had the ball British affair there, which was mm. Heather Watson, Joe Conta. And yeah. big, a really tight first set, which pretty much dictated the rest of the match, really. 
think whoever well, grabbed... I think didn't, didn't, did Conta not save like five set points or something? I believe so, yeah. And but it just goes to show that I think she's a, just a level above Heather Watson right now in her career. Well, she... looking back in Cincinnati, at the end of the day, Conta was, in essence, just that game away from winning it. Yeah. Because there was no final. So all she had to do was, well, I say all she had to do, Azarenka is not actually an easy opposition to mm. play in, but She's if she was so. able to beat Azarenka, she would have yeah. been holding the trophy. So close. she had a great tournament and uh, was able to dispatch Heather Watson. We kind of, we did, she's the better of the two, isn't she? So uh, that's good for her. And it sets up a good affair now against uh, Sastea. Yeah. Who, yeah, like you say, you'd fancy her to win that one. Uh, with Joe Conta, you never know. So You just never know with women. Don't want to get your hopes up too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Elise Mertens, she just cruised through, as we thought. Against playing Cerebro Tormo in the next round, who also yeah. got super easy. Uh, Katie McNally, she made it yeah. through, which is great. I mean, we were speaking to uh, some of her people about maybe getting her on the podcast at some point. Well, so. yeah, we, we, there's a good chance we could get her on the podcast soon. She's quite keen to do it, uh, we believe. So that'll be good. It'll be brilliant if she can have a good run in this and we can talk to her after that. And maybe talk to her as the, the US Open champion this year. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. That's pushing it, maybe. Yeah, but it, it would be great. Um, she's a young player. Obviously, the doubles partner of Corey Goff. So she's repping that side of it. Shame about Corey. He didn't make yeah. it. But uh, yeah, Katie McNally, good player to watch. But she's got a tough second second round match against Alex Androva. Who went through against Kleisters there. And used yeah. the, it was the up and down Alexandrova again. She lost yeah. the first set and then came through. The real Alexandrova came through in the third and managed to push Kleisters back out again, out of the tournament. Yeah. And where will we see Kleisters again soon? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Yeah. Oh, and actually, I know I was saying the second quarter is one of the most exciting. I think the bottom one is for me. Yeah. yeah I've changed great. my opinion already now. I forgot about this one. Right. I don't know how I forgot about it. But then oh. in this one, you've got Ons Jabur, you've got She's... Leila Fernandez and Sophia Kennan. Well, and that's the and next all round. three of them have all gone up, all gone through. So you've got Onsubur one quite comfortably 2-0. Kanepi beat Sinekova 2-0, the experienced doubles player. And uh, Fernandez was able to beat Svonareva, who's a really good player as well. But Fernandez just, just had a bit too much. Kenin. And like I said, I thought I did I did sort of predict that Fernandez would have a good run in this tournament until I've realised that she's playing Kenin next, which by no mm. means is going to be an easy game. The second seed, obviously Australian Open champion. Um, possibly tie of the round maybe yeah I'm going to make a big statement I think Fernandez is going to beat her um, bit of an upset there I don't, don't know let, don't let match point Canada he's saying <laughs> or slice <laughs> <laughs> wait they'll be happy if I said that no, I think Fernandez no. oh, is going to yeah, beat <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry. Definitely let them hear you say that. That's what yeah. I mean. <laughs> I was going to say, my opinion is probably Kenan's probably, she's going to go on this sneaky little run where no one's going to notice her at the bottom of the draw and maybe just suddenly squeeze into like a semi-final or something. I, I just... I, I generally would not be that shocked if that happens. No, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. I think it's one of those ones. No one's talking about Kenan, really. It's just... Yeah, it's because of Cincinnati. That's what happens. When you have a disappointing tournament before, often you're forgotten. But does it, just because you've had one bad tournament doesn't mean necessarily the next one you're going to just be equally as bad. Sometimes it's just that on the day, you're not really up to it. It does happen. I know it myself when I go and play tennis. Other days, I'm hitting all right. And then the other day, I can't hit it over the net. So... 
obviously they're a bit of a higher standard than me, but I can understand what it's like with uh, with sport. <laughs> and um, no. yeah, so that sets up a good match as well with Onstjabu Kanepi. Um, that's it yeah, for the women's side to be okay but then after that then it's exciting because you could potentially have either an Ons Jabur Fernandez or Ons Jabur Kenin yeah hopefully Ons Jabur someone that's what we're yeah. going to say but, but yeah we'll round it up there we spoke about as many matches as we can yep um, yeah we'll do another podcast tomorrow yep we'll get out some Just more covering results. the second round matches there'll be less matches so hopefully it'll be easier for us to go through and we're not going to be so frantic uh we hope you enjoyed the podcast make sure you like comment and subscribe if you've not already and yeah we'll see you tomorrow peace sports social podcast network Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.